Ours is a Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Welcome to episode 67 of Ours is the Fury. Today with us is... Tim. And Kendra. And your host, John. So no Ryan this week, but he'll likely be back next week. Um, so yeah, one point out of three games. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> As you may know, if you watched the game last weekend, um, the Fury did not win in Carolina, unfortunately. Yeah, where did everyone watch? Uh, I was downtown at the Donair place at the Stony Monday Riot watch party. I should know that. I saw you there. Login, <laughs> where did you watch? On my couch. And how was the uh, Rogers TV feed? Uh, pretty decent, I guess. My favorite was the split screen at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's like... great. I'm like, oh, are they, are they fixing this? I hope they fix this. <laughs> Basically, the top of the field got switched to the bottom of the screen, and it was like watching two games. Yeah, two different views at once. Beautiful. Uh, we learned something uh, from that feed, though, and that was that Timbo and Bruna were kept out of the lineup due to injuries, apparently, which was totally news to us, right, Kendra? Yes, correct. Um, I don't know where people get their um, injury information about these players, but... Somebody, please throw us a bone. I don't. I don't know. Ever know who is injured, for how long, where they're injured. You know things like that. So it'd be really nice to know that information. That's one of like the things about Chris Hoffley and Snisha Siddick not being reporting on this team, like independently or for through newspapers, is that. There's no information coming out. Regularly. So you're saying without newspapers, there are no news. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, there is someone who is writing for the Ottawa Sun about the Fury, but I don't find that, you know, they give as many details. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that person doesn't watch the game. Oh. I could be wrong. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's, I've, I've heard this a few times from people that they don't seem to see any information about the Fury at all. Whether it's online or... Yeah, it, it was great to have a dedicated journalist like uh, Chris Hoffley, and now we don't. Like it's, We're feeling that. And especially because we've been playing away, and we haven't been at home, there's been very little media interest here in, in our hometown. Yeah, and I mean, considering coming off uh, like the playoffs in the final, where we're getting you know, sources of Fury information from all over the place. And I will now, say... And now sorry. this. Go ahead. Yeah, I will say, though, that CBC Radio in the morning show, um, the sports segment, they do feature the Fury when they're playing, and they do actually now have um, actual like clips from the coach. It's not just a passing comment like, the Ottawa Fury are playing this weekend. It's like actual news about the Fury, so that has improved. Um, but I've only ever heard it on the morning show. Never it's a shame anything. that all of us are at work during the I morning know, show. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, but that is good. I mean, we got to look at the positives. Um, some of the positives uh, I thought were was the lineup that we started 
uh, off with. I thought it was a pretty decent lineup, uh, minus the, the two injuries that we just mentioned. And we should say that McRae was again the keeper yeah. on the bench, and DeBellis didn't have once again. Um, Blocksmith, can you walk us through the lineup? Sure. Pizer Nets, uh, left to right. De Jong, Roseboom, Alves, Porter in the back. Steele, De Guzman, Bailey in the mids, and Powell Jr. Hayworth making his first start, and uh, for red. So are we going to say Haworth or Hayworth? I don't know. I keep going back and forth. <laughs> me too. Like, I can never decide. <laughs> Until he comes up and tells me this is how you say my name, I'm just going to keep going back and forth. <laughs> so yeah, um, the opening stages were okay. Um, so far, the, in all three games, I thought the Fury came out pretty motivated and pretty high pressing and always looks good in the, in the opening stages and um, Vered looked especially eager. Um, there was a scene very early on where he really fought for the ball and like made the keeper, like forced the mistake out of the keeper and somehow crossed it in and then someone took a mm -hmm. shot on goal, I can't remember who it was. It was Steele. It was Steele, yeah it was a good, uh, not, mm -hmm. not too bad of a shot too and that was I think pretty much the only really good chance of the game minus the Alves header. Yeah. Yeah, if Red had a header, he was kind of all over the place in the first half. Played really well, but... He doesn't ever give up on the ball, which is really nice to see, because some too often I feel like people, uh, players will back off and, and be like, oh, yeah, okay, you got the ball. But he'll actually like fight for it and, and keep digging when, um, uh, when he thinks he can get it back, which is uh, fantastic to see, and I hope that keeps, uh, keeps going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's quite the pit ball on the, uh, on the, on the pitch and um, pit ball, pit bull. Um, but I, I can't wait to see how he'll play at home. I mean, if he does that much away, uh, imagine with a home crowd behind him. Um, yeah, he's, he's certainly very exciting. Um, De Jong got another yellow for something I don't understand. Uh, Blocksmith, do you know why he got a yellow? Uh, I don't really know why he got a yellow, but I know the incident when, when she got a yellow, he kind of took a shot and it hit the Carolina defenseman and I guess his follow through he kind of hit the defenseman and the defenseman fell down and it was a little weak no? yeah it looked like the referee was getting him a card and then didn't and went over to the injured player and saw he was injured and then gave him a card it just mm. it just seemed like incidental contact if you're going to call a foul maybe call a foul but a card on that is pretty pretty weak mm-hmm so I watched a highlight video, um, not the entire match again. I didn't rewatch the whole thing this time. Yeah, it's all Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. <laughs> and it's Pizer pulling mm. off one save after the other. Um, is it too soon to say that the Haworth uh, experiment is the false nine uh, has failed after one match? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I tend to agree. I'm just <laughs> I think it might asking be a the early. question. <laughs> just playing devil's advocate here. I don't know if it's fair. failed. But, you know, Hayworth and Degue or Paolo Jr. were pretty much absent all game. They had pretty bad games. I remember them giving up the ball a lot, you know, really pretty easily. And the pairing that seemed obvious for me from, from uh, spring training, I thought, was like um, Bruna and Paolo. Those two worked really well together. And Haworth and Chin. So, I mean, it seemed really obvious to me. They Both those combinations of players scored quite a few goals in preseason. Um, 
so I would really like to see them playing together in uh, like very seriously in in the regular season. But I don't know why we're not seeing that so far. Yeah, um, I mean, there's plenty of time left. Maybe we will see it uh, because what we're doing right now is it's not clicking um, as much as we'd like to. Um, but what's clicking was uh, Carolina, and they scored uh, right at the start of the second half in the 47th minute. Blocksmith maybe just described this goal because it's the only goal of the match, even though that we yeah. conceded it. <clears throat> 47th minute. Um, I actually wrote down on the schedule that it was kind of a fortunate bounce, but after seeing the replay, it was actually kind of a nice give-and-go between Carol and Chin Cipollani and whoever it was that passed him the ball. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the star <laughs> in the situation, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Cipollani, you know, lots of space, top of the box, uh, left yeah, beautiful left footer curls right in the corner. And he's right footed, right? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot give that guy space, like, ever. You have to, like, watch him like a hawk. Whoever was defending him. But I, I honestly believe that that was almost undefendable. Like, that shot is, like, one in a hundred. Like, it just was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Heisenberg's got nowhere near that. And, you know, like, why does it have to bounce over the line? You know, it hits the crossbar and it, you know... Unlike the Wembley goal, that one was in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah there it, was, were... it was just one of those goals that I saw going in. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even mad that went in, and it was actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just had to like, yeah, give the nod to Carolina on that one. Um, but yeah, there weren't really. Was there anything positive in the second half from the Fury? Uh, I mean. Kendra mentioned uh, Chin. Um, he came. Uh, he came in the 65th minute for Vered, who was absolutely exhausted because he was the hardest working player out there. Um, and then Oliveira came on for Haworth, and uh, it was good to see Mauro Yostakio for for Bailey. Um, but that didn't change much of the game, really. No, I thought Oliveira looked looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. With the, nice touches and yeah, such. Yeah, possession of ball. He did take. He did take a really long, a really really weak long shot at the end of the game, which is a little bad decision. But I thought he looked pretty promising. And I think that's just them getting a little frustrated because they have no shots on goal. Mm-hmm. So someone just feels like you may as well take a chance, sort of like Bruna did in the last mm-hmm. two matches. Like he's like, I got no one to pass to, or I might not work either. So I'm just gonna shoot it. <laughs> I mean, there were times in the game where, like, the passing and the possession was quite good, but we couldn't seem to get anywhere near the net, unfortunately, which is pretty paramount to winning a soccer game. But, you know. Yeah, it's nice to have the ball, for sure, but if you don't do anything with it that's dangerous, like, what's the point, right, Kendra? Like, you're right. Um, Oh, we're not going to get through this uh, review without mentioning the first man bun incident? (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, yeah. the man bun incident. Walk us yes. through, Bloggy. So, 50th minute, uh, the Carolina player Perez was going through Roseboom and I guess uh, De Jong gets the ball past him and then is blocked and then pulls uh, Roseboom down by his man bun. <laughs> <laughs> Leave our man buns alone. <laughs> I suppose that's the uh, the danger of man buns. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. yeah so Roseburn was not happy. Uh, Perez uh, eventually got the yellow card, but 
Yeah, um, Heiser did really well, yes. uh, as we mentioned, and uh, Drew Becky, ex Ottawa Fury player, Canadian international. Um, does he have a cap? I think he does, one cap or something like that. But anyway, I think it may have been U twenty three. Yeah, something like that. That that could be right. But we should just mention from a Canucks abroad perspective and because he's ex-Fury that he played the whole match and he wasn't really troubled by all of the Fury and um, Ali Hassan came on late in the game for Carolina and didn't have to do anything besides maintaining the lead. <laughs> he didn't score, which is a bit odd for him. But... Good yeah, for us. He needs eight minutes, <laughs> not six him. minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of the first segment. Um... And we'll promise to, to be in a better mood for the next upcoming stuff because we get to play the Eddies, who haven't even scored a goal yet. And uh, we'll bring, take you through NASL news and some um, scores and, and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back. You can also be found on Midfield Press, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so Jacksonville hosted Miami FC, and this was also the match that was on Bean TV. So around 5,112 people there. Kendra, I heard you watched this match. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a pretty packed house. I mean, their field is kind of, um, it's an old baseball diamond, so it doesn't really look that full, but it was, you know, there was enough people there. Um, a couple of former Fury players uh, were in this match as well. Mason Trafford, plays for, who plays for uh, Miami FC now, um, played the entire match and looked pretty good. And Richie Ryan also, who is now the captain of Jacksonville, was also playing in that match. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to talk about him too much, but <laughs> since mm -hmm. he's a former Fury, but it's just interesting to watch, you know, um, Richie Ryan uh, from a different perspective, like on another team, um, and not through, you know, the glasses of a Fury fan. And you kind of notice things about his game that you didn't notice before. Like, um, his, his passes are really great and, and uh, accurate, but he doesn't really run with the ball too much, which is not anything against him, but I just noticed it. On, uh, yeah, and from a Canucks game. abroad perspective, it's good that you mentioned Mason Trafford, because he played 90 minutes. <clears throat> he, he might be an option for the national team one day, although we have a lot of center backs. That's the one position I'm not too worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to let you pronounce the scorer from Miami FC, who scored his third of <laughs> the, the season. The scorer from Miami FC is um, Zvitanic, I want to say. It's a Croatian last name, but the, the player is actually Argentine. Um, he scored a great goal for them, and he had a, several other chances, but he was offside for all of them. Um, so Fury, take note. He's offside a lot. Be careful. And then um, for Jacksonville, Sandoval and Millen scored uh, both of their goals, and uh, and yeah. And um, Blockton, it looks like some television numbers were released for this game, eh? Yeah, it said that uh, 4,000 people watched it on BN Sports, okay. which uh, I guess doesn't look like not great overall, but it's a start. People. Yeah, and you got to compare it to other second divisions, right? And you can't compare it right away to the EPL, <laughs> you know, like it... it it is what it is, and it looks like maybe a bunch of people in Florida tuned in, uh, I would imagine, and some hardcore NASL fans that weren't watching their own teams. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's. I can only stress it every time when I see Bean and and them showing these games. It's it's a great thing for us, uh, for footy fans. Um, just wish they would cover every Fury match. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Um, in the eleven, beat the Newark Cosmos two one. Again, it's sort of like we predicted <laughs> in the eleven. They always beat the Cosmos. Uh, it's it's like clockwork, really. Uh, they had 9,667 9, people there. Bloggy, can you walk us through this match? Yeah, uh, of course the shock. Of course the shock, I guess, of the season. I mean, watching these two teams, two teams play the Fury, you'd never guess that would end up the way it did. But uh, yeah, Cranjar put the Cosmos up with a PK <coughs> in the 50th minute, and then... Leave it to Indy to keep it late when Amon Zayed converts a PK at the 90th minute and the winner off a rebound in the 95th minute. What a great win for Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, Good win at home, finally. They don't win a lot there. Yeah, and uh, I guess Ubi didn't suit up um, after his injury that he had against the Fury, but I'm imagining Patterson played and Falvey must have mm-hmm. played. Yeah. Um, and then we had the Tampa Bay Rowdies, um, who beat FC Edmonton 1-0. Um, FC Edmonton, of course, are our next opponent, and we're going to preview that in more detail in a little bit. But Tommy Heinemann finally scored. Yay! Super, super <laughs> tough. Um, but the attendance was 4,429. Uh, it ended up 1-0 for the Rowdies. Um, their goalkeeper is still good. Matt Pickens uh, even stopped the penalty against Emobi in the dying minutes of the game. So it must have been quite a frustrating loss for Edmonton, who have yet to score a goal. And um, the only reason they're not last and we are actually last is because of goal difference. I think we have a negative uh, four and they have a negative three. Um, so this upcoming match, uh, which we'll preview in a little bit, is going to be quite crucial. Um, one more match this week was Minnesota uh, beat uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers 3-0 at home. Kendra, do you want to walk us through this one? So um, this game may seem a little lopsided at first, and the reason is because a Fort Lauderdale player, uh, Mura, got an early red card in the game uh, in the 21st minute. So this gave Minnesota the chance to really do some damage. Um, three goals to zero. Um, low, the goals came from Lowe and Ramirez and unfortunately a Fort Lauderdale own goal. And so that gave Minnesota three points at home, of course. Um, interesting thing is Pino is still on the bench. So even against his old team, that's just heartbreaking. It's really bizarre. Yeah, MVP but. doesn't get you starting next next year. Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Some teams just buy to weaken the other sides. Not really what they need, but yeah, it's it's nasty business sometimes. Um, Raya OKC had a bye week, um, and they're going to be playing against Miami on Friday, and that game will be. Uh, unavailable in Canada, I think, um, unless it's on the NESL website, probably is. I believe it's on the NESL website, yeah. <clears throat> but not on TV. Um, and then on Saturday, we're going to see Fort Lauderdale uh, versus Jacksonville. A lot of Florida derbies, Ooh, <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call them. 
Um, Tampa is playing against Carolina, this time on Bean TV. Um, I always like Tampa Stadium and stuff and their style. Like, I'd like to see that on Bean. That's at 7.30 on Saturday. And we'll see if Carolina is as good on the road as they are at home. Yep, <laughs> that's a good point. And then Minnesota will play against the New York Cosmos at 8 p.m. And that would be One World Sports, which I've heard is no longer geo-blocked in Canada. So you should be able to watch that. Um, in terms of regular NASL news, uh, we have Haji Wright, who used to play for the Cosmos. He signed with Schalke 04. It's a German uh, Bundesliga team. But just want to point out that while that's been reported widely... Um, He signed for the U19 side, um, and he has, you know, a chance to maybe one day play with the first team. But it's not like he's like walking straight <laughs> on the team and uh, plays, you know, in, in Europa League or Champions League next year, depending on how they do. But good chance for him to, you know, learn some, some. Good yeah, and they have the a best. very good youth academy, so it's still very impressive. Um, Speaking of uh, the other side of the coin is the old players that Newer Cosmos like to sign. Um, that rumor <laughs> about uh, Totti coming to New York is, is not ending, eh, Bloggy? No, apparently an Italian newspaper and also Sky Sports are reporting that Totti has turned down uh, to play in Leicester next year and is rumored to be heading to the New York Cosmos. But the New York Cosmos have since... Uh, said that's not true but rumors are still there um the other rumor is uh something um that kendra might be able um to talk about more because it's similar to the rio okc situation um so the celtic chief as a celtic chief executive officer <laughs> oh my god um <laughs> celtic chief executive officer peter lowell will visit the u.s over the summer um Potentially looking to find an NASL team, maybe similar situation to, you know, Rayo Vallecano buying or, or um, supporting, sorry, not supporting, but uh, yeah, so, supporting. So Rayo somewhere OKC. without <laughs> any Scottish people in a completely different market and then branded very Celtic. So Arizona. <laughs> um, and Peter Wilt said in an article... Um, that the Chicago NASL bid will uh, need to be approved in June or so to play in 2017. But as always, the major stumbling block seems to be where are they going to play? Um, Bloggy, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, they're looking at different places. Like I think both the baseball stadiums and Soldier Field where the Chicago Bears play, they're trying to get into one of those places, I guess, before you know finding... Uh, a permanent solution but they said that uh, there's a board of governors meeting in June and it'll have to be approved by then in order to start at 2017 if not they'll have to wait until 2018 hmm. um, in other NASL news indie striker Iman Zayed was named the uh, was named the player of the week um, for his two goals versus the Cosmos so Yeah, that's uh, nice for him. But uh, Vered is going to steal the show in the long run, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Every uh, next week after that. Uh, speaking of uh, problems, uh, the beer selling in, in OKC seems to uh, 
be an issue, Bloggy, before people say I'm, I'm, I'm talking crazy, what's going on here in, in Oklahoma? So I guess it's uh, illegal to sell beer within 300 feet of a public school. Ooh. With them playing at a Ooh. high school, Ouch. means they can't and haven't done so yet. And it was pointed out that OKC Energy, who also plays at a school, they are allowed to sell beer, but no one's complained, so no, they haven't been, you know... But now everybody knows, <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be like the first big rival problem. Yeah, no beer. Ooh. Wow. That's well, it's, it's like just like Europe. <laughs> well, England, we still sell oh, beer really? in Germany. Oh, yeah. There One was of much the many beer perks. in Spain. There was <laughs> a lot of beer in Spain as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to consider drinking in your seat? Yeah, of course. It's only in England where there isn't real football anymore. Mm. Oh, Brazil? <laughs> you're not allowed to buy beer in Brazil either. That's true. In Brazilian states. Although at the World Cup, they got special permission, so I was <laughs> yeah. able to drink Budweiser beer. <laughs> or Brahma, which is the what they own in Brazil, the Brazilian equivalent. Um, so let's go right into Ottawa news, where we don't have such problems, where we can freely drink in the stadium. and, and Sometimes the owner won't buy it, give us beer, just for the hell of it, because it's his birthday or something. Or he comes by to the viewing parties, not the owner, but uh, another higher-up person came by and uh, bought everyone beer. That was nice and much appreciated. Um, but in terms of the kits, um, today is Tuesday, April 19th, as you're listening to this, so it's one more sleep. Ooh, it's like Christmas morning! <laughs> April 20th, where you can get your jerseys. So by the time you're listening to this, the jerseys are available. So let's buy them all so they have to produce more. Exactly. Um, they'll be available in, obviously, the uh, physical store at the stadium and also the web store. Um, I don't know if there's a price listed yet, but I assume around $100. I hope a little bit cheaper, no? Like $79.99? Oh, I didn't hear it. It's not price. okay. Okay, sorry. Because if it's like over a hundred, that would be like the the breaking point for me, where it would be like, I'm not buying Adidas <laughs> cookie cutter jerseys for a hundred dollars. <laughs> but uh, I have some ideas. What, yeah, what I'll do for that one? Probably just the home shirt with Bailey on the back. I think is what I'm going for. How about you guys? I'm still kind of torn between white and red. I was definitely white before. Now I'm not sure. I was white before, and now I'm completely red. I'm definitely going to get a red jersey. Are you going to put a name on it? I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. I've if... never done it in the past, but I just find it so funny that Bailey is available. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, if if I mean, if I were to, I would probably get de Guzman's name on it. But Yeah, that's a know. good shout. I want to get Marcel de Jong from, from my Canada jersey. I just don't know how long he's going to stick around, so it might not be worth it <laughs> for the Fury. Um, speaking about uh, Fury players and ex-Fury players, the Baltimore Blast won the uh, indoor championship, right? They did. They Boggy, beat, walk us through that. They beat uh, Sonora, a Mexican side, 14-13 to 13 in overtime. <laughs> what a ridiculous score. With a winner, with a winner scored by uh, Tony Dantelli, who was ah. uh, a Fury original. Uh, Onua Obasi, who's uh, currently on the team, had assisted on the first goal, and he's probably been dynamite. And of course, Vinny Dantas is also on that team. And so, now Obasi should be heading to Ottawa if he's not already here. So I just want to point out that the fourteen thirteen 
uh, scoreline, that doesn't mean it was 14 goals to 13, right? They get different points depending on where they shoot from and, and yeah, silly like shenanigans sure. <laughs> like that, right? There are two or three point shots. I One league doesn't play it and one league doesn't does play it, so I'm not sure. I'm sure many babies were kissed in, in the audience <laughs> yes. by Tony Donatelli and the like. Um, the PLSQ will have a press conference uh, on April 20th at 12.30, and we are expecting some expansion news maybe and some of the teams that will be lining up in 2017. And the Fury's first match is actually going to be on May 15th at the CS Montreal Autrement. Um, so that'll be the first senior academy match of the season. Um, <clears throat> what else is there, Kendra? Well, in other academy news, the uh, Fury girls team, the elite girls team, uh, coached by Audra Sherman, um, are actually going to play in the U18 division of the Ontario Youth Soccer League this year. So they'll have... You know, regular competitive games and a really great chance for development for those uh, for those ladies. So that's a that's great news for them. Yeah, we do really miss the the senior women's team that we had in our in our first year and before that. This is not really a substitute, but at least it's something. Mm -hmm. um, we've heard that as of last week, and over six thousand tickets have been sold for the home opener versus Miami um, in about two weeks. So that's good news. Let's hope that as many people or more will actually show up. And we should also mention that Pizer is up for the save uh, of the NASL play of the week. And uh, boy, there's a, quite a few different ones that could be in there. So if, you, <laughs> if they're going to give the keeper the win, then Pizer certainly deserves it. But that is based on people's votes, right? I think so, yeah. So go vote. But it's too late Both by now. Pfizer. Oh, right. Okay. Never mind. Don't go vote. <laughs> the nature of podcasts. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. <laughs> go on YouTube and listen to, and look at things. <laughs> Why are you listening to a podcast? <laughs> okay, we better take a break before I make things worse. <laughs> support our labor of love the best way you can do that is to rate us on itunes welcome back guys so our next game is going to be against the eddies again Woo! <laughs> so what do we know about the eddies this year we know they don't have lance lang what else do we know i like how everyone's like oh we don't need lance lang uh, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> you have, you have no goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, they're still better than us in the table, so this mm -hmm. match will decide uh, who's going to be the last of the table. So <laughs> Battle of the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so we need to win, um, basically. Do. Especially since, you know, there are Canadian rivals, quote-unquote. I mean, It's kind of a strange uh, tidbit, if you will. That this will be the first time the Fury have played an NASL match at Clark Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. But we've played the Voyageurs yes. matches there. Yeah, okay. Wow, this is some intense trivia that you've uh, <laughs> delivered here, Bloggy. Um, and we, um, FC Edmonton fans will know that they mostly play in a 4-1-4-1 formation. Um, 
which is the fourth time in a row now that Fury were playing against a five midfielder formation, and it's frankly not really been working so well for us. So we'll see how uh, our four three three stacks up against that. Yeah, they've been kind of the three midfielders have for us have been playing well. They've just kind of been kind of overwhelmed and not been able to feed the forwards as well as they should. But I mean, if you're playing all these teams with a five midfielder formation, then you better. You know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only real advantage that we have over Edmonton at this point is that they have not scored a goal yet in their season. Uh, we have one. Yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> um, that's that's an advantage for us, I guess. But yeah. we should say that the Eddies also have not played Indy yet. Oh. <laughs> Who just beat <laughs> <Right>. the Cosmos? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and we haven't played at home yet, and they're playing at home, which is a huge advantage for them, of course. But they don't have Lang, but they also don't have a couple of the regular players, such as Van Oekel, uh, one of their goalkeepers, uh, Correa, who, if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, Honduran midfielder, Niasi, a forward, Watson, a defender, and Eddie Edward, the Ottawa boy. For some reason, he's not there. He played the last match, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And the two before that. Um, and uh, FC Edmonton has brought in a forward, though, from somewhere in the UK, right, Bloggy? Yeah, I played in England, uh, up and down in divisions. So the, the, you're talking about Jake Keegan, right? Yeah. And, of course, Ledgerwood, from Canucks Abroad perspective, that's a very important move. Played a lot in third division Germany. Still has a lot of juice in him, I hope. Uh, important player for the national team. And the Senegalese youngster, Pape Diakite, who's a defender. What else, Kendra? Um, well, uh, for us, I guess from our perspective, uh, Obasi is coming back for us. So hopefully, uh, well, he's definitely going to be fit enough. I mean, he just played in a championship game. Um, but who knows if he's going to make it onto the, you know, the starting 11 um, since he hasn't been here at all. Hopefully, well, the surface you know. at FC Edmonton is about as tough as an indoor pitch. <laughs> so maybe that might be an advantage. Yeah. For sure. He's like, oh my god, this is fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think long term, I think better. I don't. Maybe some people might disagree with me, but I think Obasi is probably would be better suited as a left back, and hopefully they'd move De Jong into the midfield, where I think he was a little more effective. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, this will be our last uh, last of four straight matches on the road, which seems like a lot. Like for me, almost the season doesn't almost seem real because we haven't had a home match yet. Yeah, <laughs> They've already absolutely. been playing for a month. Yeah, we're almost halfway so, through the spring season. We haven't played a home game. So that means lots of home games in a row coming up. Mm. Yay! Woo! Fantastic. Uh, last meeting between Ottawa and FC Edmonton was a TD place, and we beat them 2-0. Back then, Ubi scored both goals. Does anyone remember this game? No. Because <laughs> of the beer. I, I remember the away game more than I remember this game. I don't remember the, the 2 nothing game at all. It was Ubi scoring. There must have been... I mean, I should be remembering this game, but I don't. I guess, I guess it was during the stretch where we were just beating everybody, so it didn't really mean anything. Yeah, flying high of Edmonton. You know? uh, yeah. Um, but Fury has a pretty good record, at least in the NASL versus Edmonton. Um, two wins, one draw. 
um, in 2015, and then in the Amway, not so good. Two losses, but we're not doing the uh, Voyagers Cup right now, or the Amway, as the corp- uh, corporate sponsor likes to point out. Um, but overall, our record is positive as well, which is? It is three wins, three draws, and three losses. And this is overall with the NASL Regular League and the Voyagers Cup, or the Amway Championship combined so that's uh you know three 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 so we have to win this one or at least draw uh, otherwise the eddies will be better than us <laughs> no gross <laughs> speaking about fc edmonton and them being gross they now have a tv deal with city tv and a radio deal with tsn 1260 for the remainder of the season that's of course good news for them so they they'll be able to watch this match hopefully. So you already. have they have more opportunities to see and listen to this team, not score goals. <laughs> right. City TV is of course the local TV station in Edmonton. Um, it's like a CTV uh, affiliated station, and so um, it's usually quite high quality broadcast. Usually. Yeah, and it's available almost nationwide depending on your provider. Like I remember getting that here in Ottawa, City TV. Um, so it's it's good for them. It's it's better than what we have in terms of television deals. That's for sure. Um, but in terms of watching the game with people, um, we should point out that there are watch parties. Uh, the Bytown Boys are at the Georgetown, and the Stony Monday Riot will be watching at Cantina Sur, which is on Bronson. And the game this time will be, I believe, Sunday at four p.m. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. That is. It'll we be on Rogers fun. TV, NASL.com. Yeah, and then it's really only one week after that that you we can finally see the Ottawa Fury in the stadium, and there are Section W tickets available. If you would like a Section W ticket, they're fifteen bucks a pop. You can call six one three nine eight one four six six five. Again, that is six one three. Nine eight one four six six five. It's fifteen dollars a ticket, and you get to watch the game with us and a bunch of other crazy Ottawa Fury fans. And just to mention, with that phone number, if nobody answers, leave a message saying your name, how many tickets you want, and um, obviously your phone number, so we can call you back. <laughs> Sounds good. Also, if you're lonely, just call. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't have enough empathy. <laughs> Or if you don't want to talk to a person and order tickets, you can actually go to the Stony Monday Riot website, which is just Stony Monday Riot, all spelled out, dot com. And there will be a button labeled Section W where you can order tickets online securely. And we just want to point out we haven't forgotten about you listeners. Um, the reason we're keeping this question until the very end of the pod is we want to make sure you're really listening. So here's the question for you straight from the pod. What or who are you most looking forward to seeing at the home opener? <laughs> um, and we can be found on Twitter and we can ask question we can ask questions at any time, really, and we're gonna try to incorporate that in the show at OIT Fury or on Facebook. Uh, just search for our sister Fury. Um, and we have an email address, and normally Ryan says it's so lovely, so um, instead of Ryan, I'm going to give it a shot. Ours is the Fury Podcast at gmail.com. And if no one's answering the Stony Monday Riot ticket line because you're lonely, 
Just email us. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time to say goodbye. So it's uh, really time for Tim to say toodles. Answer these questions without words, just using noises. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the Carolina game? <laughs> How did you feel about Vared's play in the first half? Ooh. How do you feel the Fury will play against Edmonton? Hmm.